Welcome to E-Squared Entrepreneurial Edge, where the goal is to inspire, educate, motivate, and challenge budding and aspiring entrepreneurs. We will be speaking with various entrepreneurs, those who are on the edge, to tell their stories of where they started and how they're progressing in their businesses. I am your host, Xavier. Tune in. And we are here today with Wayne Wilson, the owner of Six and Four Restaurant. Wayne, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So we wanted to, you know, be relevant with the times and discuss business versus COVID. And we have been having many conversations, you and I, talking about what's going on now. I know you're very innovative and you've been coming up with a lot of, well, actually you are a person, you stick to the guns, <laughs> um, you know, whatever the policy is or was, it remains the same. And so before we get into the conversation, I just want you to let the audience know, the listening audience know who you are, who, who's Wayne and what your business represents and what really sets you apart. Right. Well, thank you. Thank you again, once again, for having me here on your show. Um, as I had alluded to, I know that um, there's any number of people that you could have had on, particularly with the inaugural show, and deciding to give me a shout and have me come on is an honor and a pleasure. So I thank you for that. Um, I am a son of the soil, uh, Bahamian, born bred. Um, I did do a lot of my schooling in Florida, where I grew up the majority of my childhood. Um, but my, you know, my parents uh, and my parents' parents are from Cat Island, Rumkey, Exuma. Um, and we, we keep a deep family history. I, I actually have a lot of my family that's involved um, on the back end in business. Um, really? our, our, the restaurant is supported by uh, my family's uh, real estate development business. Um, and I also have a family member that's working with me. Um, mm -hmm. Again, contrary to uh, some of the status quo, one of the things that I've looked to establish um, with the business is okay. the idea that Bahamian families uh, and friends for that matter can work together can build something that's professional, that's successful, um, not in the manner that we typically think of when we think of you know families working together, but in the idea that you get to you get to build on the strength and foundation of having similar values and principles um, that you already have ingrained in you as a family. So it makes it easier when you then take that to um, the professional side okay. if you're able to manage it if you're able to look your cousin in the face and say your performance is poor as it relates uh -huh. to this project and this project and that if right. they don't perform they know that the consequences are the same as it would be for someone else in the business who's not family yes I correct totally agree um, with that. right um so that's that's um kind of the background on the, my my views on the way that you know family friends and those things kind of come into the business but me myself personally i have a background in banking and finance um that's where my studies were and my career were 
Yeah, so actually it, it benefits me quite a bit. My, my banking career was centered in the area called risk. Um, okay. I worked in, in retail risk, in small business risk, and also in corporate and commercial risk is where I started off. So, so I had about almost a decade long career and about seven wow. of those years I worked in risk. Um, you know, ultimately into, you know, the big deals on the sides of, well, I won't say the clients, but the larger companies in the, in the country, Mm -hmm. um, governmental deals, those kinds of things. And so a part of what you do in risk is Mm -hmm. that you're, you're evaluating the landscape of economies, of, um, business areas, sectors, those types of things. So, when you you get um credit reports and stuff uh things like that from Moody's the people that put right. together those reports they do analysis from a risk perspective so to give you an idea of the way that i view some of the world it's it would look like the way that a Moody's report would look or a standard and poor's that's okay. that's where my actual training is so when i look at the landscape of what's going on in the country or what's going on it comes out to me as if, you know, uh, good business, lend or no lend, mm-hmm. what's your credit rating, poor, medium, good, these mm-hmm. things. Um, and so that's that's the background of my basis. And of course, that helps. I also worked with small business lending. So um, venturing off now into entrepreneurial realm, right. I've seen it from the other side of the table. Right, because you've been... Right. You actually, it has prepared you or should have prepared you for the entrepreneurial world. And so that within itself is pretty interesting that you had all of this wealth of experience. And then I know that you also spent some time in HR. Correct, correct. Um, So the latter, I'd I'd say the latter quarter of my career, I actually um, took a jump, a leap over. It it, uh, was actually something where uh, HR, in a sense, I won't call it innate, but it was a skill that I focused on as I started to look towards more leadership theory, uh, started to look towards those things that kind of motivate teams um, mm-hmm. and incorporate those into, you know, how do you get to the point where you are achieving, um, you know, high performing teams. And right. I, I worked with a series of groups um, launching you know, several initiatives in the bank. And I kind of got a reputation for that kind of thing as a team builder, as someone that's a consensus builder. And that really propelled what it was that was happening for me within HR. Because, you know, I don't okay. have an HR degree. Um, I didn't work in the ranks in HR. But when you I have a people over, skill. I know that. Right. Is is definitely something that, again, you look to develop. I, I had my eyes on venturing out into um, entrepreneurship for, you know, it's, it's always a thing that's in you, but mm-hmm. definitely for the last, you know, five, six years, it's been something that I've been focused on. So as I've worked, what I've been doing is trying to pull pieces of what I'm able to do within the confines of a structure mm-hmm. to assimilate what that would be when I'm awesome. off into creating this structure myself. Awesome, awesome. You are definitely somebody who I am glad I have on this show. And for the very first episode of E Squared, and so I, I know the topic is COVID and the business versus the business. 
and then you and I had another conversation on Facebook Live, and you had so it was just such a profound conversation because you had a lot of terms that you use that and I was like Queen is ready to write a book I don't know if you have one <laughs> making I know you had some quotes from various entrepreneurs but you had some of your own which was you know very impressive persons who watched the show you know wrote back and was like wow he's awesome I want to try his food and they you know they said that they would come over and try your food so like tell you. me about how you are surviving the times over at six and four what mm-hmm. tell me about six and four and how you are how do you operate right under the circumstances um okay so first and foremost it all starts with mindset in the business um and as a leader it starts with your you know your own mindset um so when you when you look at the i guess more or less three aspects of how it is that uh leadership exists it it starts with how you think mm-hmm. uh then how you act and then how you communicate mm-hmm. and with those three things it will translate how well you do those three things will translate into how well that kind of proliferates in the business. Right. Um leadership is actually one of our core values. So as it relates to the way that the company and its people are expected to operate, it's on the mindset that yes, even if you're here to be a dishwasher, like I expect you to have a leadership mindset. That's good. That's awesome. So operating and I I set kind of some of the stage with that as it relates to, you know, how are we going to um you know move throughout this period of time mm-hmm. for one you you look at what is it that is setting the stage of the landscape for what you are actually allowed to do and able to do right. so if this was a you know if we were a mechanic shop mm-hmm. uh, auto parts store we would be closed so right. there would be nothing to strategize around exactly um as it relates to operations um you know something that's uh definitely personal for you mm-hmm. uh, in the way that your setup is you are closed so as far as the exact primary operation you don't strategize you know you have future strategy and plans right. but as it relates to an operational tactic right now you don't have one right. um so for us we already are feeling blessed that yeah. we're included to be able to be open so yeah. once once that's set you you kind of move level to level in terms of um okay we have this mindset we know how we're going to respond we're responding to challenges um we're not seeing them as challenges we're looking at solutions right away we want to know um you know the negativity yeah. we don't want to deal with it we know what um the hindrances are um each and every person we anticipate to come and look and find a way for us to be better Right. Um we know that now at this point in time uh everything matters a little more. Mm-hmm. People are going to be scrutinizing their purchasing choices everything a little more. Everything matters, yes. And and so this is these are things that I reiterate with our people but also that I expect for them to have on their mind to know mm-hmm. that at smile better be extra cheesy. Yeah. You know. Right now a lot of the 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 consistent message that i'm seeing right now among 
entrepreneurs is that we can't be complacent even in during exactly. COVID. Complacency exactly. is what it would causes the business to kind of go downhill. Exactly. And so I hear that message coming from you and in, in even in our talking right now that we can't become complacent right. even during this time. Even though right. we may feel a certain way, we still have to be able to compete. And Definitely be able so. to do what it is necessary to, necessary to maintain that customer service. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when it when it comes to that, and and you know, when I, I wanted to be a little clearer as we spoke to mm-hmm. let there be an understanding to the audience. When when we say things like, okay, well, um, nothing has changed, we're not gonna operate differently, that's right. on the values-based side of things. That's on the foundational side of things. As it relates to tactical things, what the customer is going to see, what is the staff going to do, those things have all changed. Wow, um, yes, I I would assume so, yes. Right. Um, So you start off with operating hours. You know, we we get 33% of our hours cut down. So we Mm. operate for 12 hours. We're now operating for eight. Um, Right. Restaurants are allowed to actually operate from earlier, from 6 a.m., I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, we've never served breakfast, even though it was on our calendar. Right. Um, you told or, me that. Mm-hmm. Right. Closer towards the end of the year. Now that may be something that we look at and say, hey, um, do we expand over into breakfast? But again, it's not something that you do uh, kind of flippantly because you take on an additional responsibility, you have to be able to compensate for that. You have to have yes. the manpower. Hours and everything. All of those things. Um, so you do introduce a new dynamic when you look into a new situation. And so for us right now, we focused on the targeted area of lunch in the afternoon crowd. Um, so we, you know, we're looking at individuals who may be back and forth. Maybe you're going out for to the gas station or you're going out to the food store. Mm-hmm. You may be buying groceries for the next three, four days or a week, but Need food you're going to be mom. hungry right now. Yeah. You know, so that was me yesterday. Well, I right. went, I just stopped for something to eat. We went for groceries and I stopped and got a sandwich because I was like at that moment hungry and I, I did not feel like cooking. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe you're not getting, you know, we have people that come to the restaurant three, four times a week. Mm -hmm. Maybe that person isn't coming three or four times a week, but now we have opportunity for many more people that are out and about to just come that one time. Like you just come one time while you're shopping for groceries and that's a customer that's a hit for us. Wow. So we're, we're looking at, you know, like I say, the positive side of things as it relates to that. Um, we do have the opportunity to show our product, marketing, mm-hmm. and branding to a lot of new customers because right. everyone is home. We have a captive audience in terms yes. of how you can oh, reach people. Definitely. Yes. So we have to rethink a lot of what we're doing, how we're reaching people and what we're touching them with, um, representing the brand. We have to be very much more diligent in telling our story um, mm-hmm. and talking about the business as it relates to where where we are and what we represent. Um, yes. And it goes back to the question that you actually asked me yes. um, in terms of what sets us apart. Mm-hmm. And for us, the the implications of what this... COVID-19 is showing to the country 
they are fundamentally ingrained into why six and four exists as a business. Awesome. So we six and four is not a business where, you know, I was a chef and I decided I was a really good cook and that I need to take this food product to the world. Um, it started in the reverse. Um, okay. with me looking at the impact on people the society of individuals that we are building, what the desires of those people are, and how it is that our desires are coming to fruition. Wow. So we would always hear people say things like, well, we got to own our economy mm -hmm. and we need empowerment for this, that, and the third. Right. Well, we, even if it comes to something dreamy, like people talk about natural resources and these things, Mm -hmm. My thing for those people is how do you get there? You, right. How do you get there from where we're at today? And wow. the real answer is entrepreneurship. That the answer to how you get there is that, and it's something that actually um it it's the way that it started to matriculate in my mind was that I was an employee in a business and when I started to look at the culture of that business, not only the culture of the business, but the mm -hmm. culture of the, well, of course, I'm in a Canadian bank. So right. I, look at, I look at the Canadian culture and how the Canadian culture is influencing the employees that are here in the Bahamas. Right. These are not, not only is it influencing them in terms of what you, how you look and act on the job, but it's influencing your societal views, the things that are important to you, whether that's through emphasizing a particular focus during the month or whatever it is, there was the ability through that business to have the employees focused on a particular thing. Wow. And that's really what I took away is that by owning a business, uh -huh. I have the ability to influence people to be thinking about a particular thing because they're captive. This is right. where they earn their income. So wow, if that is awesome. that we're going to be focusing on uh, backyard farming and I start to educate on backyard farming, mm -hmm. this is what's going to be topical. It's, this is what's going to be a part of the culture. And so wow. that is really the basis of how six and four was formed. And really, the idea to sell food is just that we needed something to pay the bills. Okay. So, so right. that is really uh, incredible. I am not. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's that's where uh, it emanates from. Is that um, there's a, a duality there? Because I mean, I am a foodie at the core in terms of you know I I travel for food. When I'm on the road, it's a thing. If I go to a new city, I'm looking for the best barbecue. I'm looking for where's the world-renowned hamburger? Who's the most popular this? Who's the most popular that? Mm, um, I, yeah. you know, I'm on, I'm on the internet searching for uh, famous taco spots when I'm going on road trips in the U.S. Yes, you sound like me. I love that. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is a combination. There's definitely a high respect for the food product. Um, the food is not an afterthought for us. Um, and the majority of people, if you come, you'd have a product, you, you'd know that the, we're very thoughtful about how the food is created and how we present the product. Because mm-hmm. um, people so, eat with their eyes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Um, so it's it's something where we expect for that to fall in line. One of uh, another aspect of what we are as a business, I tell the staff there that I want for us to represent the best of what Bahamian excellence is all about. And right. so, of course, there's a side of our culture that is negative when it comes to work. Uh, we always uh-huh. late. Uh, yeah. You know, things, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If you're going to be great, you can't always be late. Right. These, are, these are simple things that, you know, are reiterated like within our walls. You can't always be late. I like that. And, awesome. I mean, it's, it's a simple thing, but when you really look at it, mm-hmm. the number of times that, and I, I say it because it's very so topical in our culture, um, you could have a, a function for 9 o'clock, and you set it for 9 o'clock, and a bunch of people are going to come 9.03. Yeah. If you had that same function the next day and you put it at 10, the people are not going to show up at 9.30. They're not going to be there at 9.45. They're going to be there at 10.03. Yeah. You see, so it's really about the focus. And those kinds of things are what we look uh, to emphasize in the business is what are the habits that are going to cause you to be the best that it is that you could be. And so now when you start to engage with a customer and mm-hmm. you already know if you do it with a toothpick in your mouth, it's mm-hmm. not a part of, well, the policy says I shouldn't have a toothpick in my mouth. You have an understanding that you can't be great talking yeah. to someone with a toothpick in your mouth. Yeah. And so, exactly. And so yeah. that's the way that we try to influence things. Wow. So your, your, your brand is really geared towards bettering a society definitely so and doing it with food that is genius <laughs> <laughs> that's genius genius awesome and so what i i mean I, i've been hearing you a lot and you have so much wisdom Wayne. so you have been giving us a lot of information on how we can be successful really and how you've been able to maintain your success, even with whatever business runway that you still have in, in your revenue. And so I want you to give advice to our audience, those who are budding or aspiring entrepreneurs, and just go ahead and, and speak from your mind, because I know you have a lot in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes it's just empty, promise you. Wow, that's unbelievable. But I'll let you speak anyways. Um, well, the one thing that I would do is, is I would definitely recommend individuals, depending on where you're at in your process, um, mm-hmm. hunker down and refine your skills and abilities. Okay. Uh, is, there's a few times within my life through dealing with my mentors or dealing with different people in business. Sometimes this may be just, you know, profound things that are coming on the internet or watching. When you, when you find a paradigm that allows you to make a major shift. And one of those things for me was knowing that business 
is a skill. Yes. And with it being a skill, you know, basically in, in, as it relates to human performance, we look at two major categories, talent and skill. Mm -hmm. um, talent are the things that are more innate, the things that you're born with. Some people naturally um, have a proclivity for a certain thing. Um, but, and there may be different ceilings versus, you know, what your ultimate ability is based on natural criteria. Yeah. But in the realm of skill, there is, you know, uh, things that you can work on regardless of where you are at on that arc of God-given talent, natural talent. Right. And one of the very good things that this period of the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic, um, is allowing is that skill portion, you are really allowed to step in, hone on that, look at things that um, you need to focus on. And that could be something technical in terms of bookkeeping, accounting, right. uh, technical in terms of if you're a business, you're existing and right now you're not able to be open Maybe you want to revise your HR policies or strengthen the manuals that you have, oh, operational yeah, manuals, mm -hmm. and you're able to take this time when you normally would not have the ability to do it right. while everything is going and running because it's a real, you know, there's, there's a ton of advisors that could tell you um, you need this and you need that. And yeah, but they're not running a business. They're sitting behind a exactly. desk. Mm -hmm. Right? So this could be one of those times when you do get that rare opportunity um, you know, you have a month out basically, and it could be more um, where you get to look at the nuts and bolts of what makes your business. And I would definitely say that this is a period where, um, you know, of course, you have to eat, you have to be able to sustain yourself, and there's going to be a natural level of worry and concern. But also, there's this thing within, you have to remember as an entrepreneur, those people that have that true kind of calling, mm -hmm. you're, you're leading a risky life. You're wow. leading, this is not a normal thing. You're not a normal person. This is, wow. so and, and I want to, you to quote that, mm -hmm. say that quote that you did when we were on live. You said, um, us as entrepreneurs, we live dangerously. Give me that quote again. Yeah, definitely. You, it's, it's a matter of staying dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where, where it comes about is that you have to be able to know, and it's, it's actually as, as risque as it sounds, mm -hmm. this is, this is a concept that you, you would hear like Mark Zuckerberg talking mm -hmm. about staying dangerous. The, I, haven't, right. I haven't heard him say it, but the concept of it is that right. you, you have to know enough and you have to be involved in enough of a certain thing mm -hmm. to be able to be a threat okay so when it comes to things like like uh public speaking or being on the internet it's like it's not acceptable for you to be like i don't do the social media thing if right. you're in business you have yeah. to be and you said this is your first <laughs> And, and and the thing is, I know you can, you're a prime example because you were like, oh, well, I'm going to have to step out of my comfort zone because this Definitely. is my very first time being on a Facebook live. And you, I mean, look at that. You, you were a pro. That you were a pro. <laughs> That's I'm, very subjective, even you. though I, I thank, I thank you. <laughs> um, but really it's, it's knowing it's like, Hey, 
you have to do it anyway. Yeah. So yeah. once you get over, yeah, you have your natural fears. Yeah, yeah you, I, I you, have you to. think you sound funny on the radio or you think whatever. Yeah. But when you put that up against the reality of you have chosen this as your means to sustain your family and live. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, if you don't go on Facebook Live, you are going to be homeless. And when you're, wow. when you're able to put that up against one another, it gives you that extra boost to just get out there and do it. Wow. Wow. And then, then you also touched on the fact that, yes, this is a hard time. And one of the things that you did do, and because you had no choice, was to be paid last. And you said, really, this eat last. Right. That's, and it's actually, it's something that, uh, that was one of those concepts. Uh, Simon Sinek is a, a very popular kind of leadership thought leader um, mm -hmm. that focuses Simon Sinek. S-I-N-E-K is his uh, last name. Okay. Um, he has a very profound kind of stance on business and leadership. He's not a person that you go and you kind of look to in terms of technical business stuff, but uh -huh. in terms of overall thought and principles, some of those things hold very true in terms of how you nurture a business, particularly in a period like this, uh -huh. um, because what, what the foundational principles of your business is, it's almost like, when, when they say, and, and I wouldn't remember the exact quote, but when you, you see the real person in the worst of times, that right. kind of way, and true character is tested in the hard times, that mm -hmm. kind of way, mm -hmm. for, for a business, it's these kinds of times when who you really are is tested. Wow. So, you know, ultimately for us, it's a realistic approach when I go, I go to my people at the onset of all of these happening. And it's like, look, you saw that the hotels have put everyone off. They've closed yes. and everyone is laid off. Yes. Reality um, check. This is a reality check. There's a number of businesses that have already gone out of business. Cause of mm -hmm. course there's, wow. You know, half of the businesses in this country and other countries are teetering on the edge. If they missing a day that they can't yeah, be open, basically is, it's it's closed shop. That's crazy, yes. And so this is a conversation that we're having. So this is a reality mm -hmm. for us. Now, in between us today and us being out of business, what are we going to do? Yeah. And that that put things in perspective to mm -hmm. whereas for me. I would say it was almost a natural step for me to pull away and say, mm -hmm. all right, I'm not going to be earning it. Because I've already, you, you know, and this is not a unique thing. You right. have to go through the process in a startup business where mm -hmm. you're paying and the cashier is making more money than you. Okay, let me just say, okay. I, when I first started, this year is the first year that I've been paying myself a salary. And I've been in business from 2017, February 2017. And I haven't, and because I, I said, you know what, I'm going to have to take the L, take this loss exactly. in order for the business to grow. And I did it and, exactly. and it worked. Exactly. And see, these are the things that people from the outside looking in. They don't know. When they they don't know. And a lot yeah. of times, even the employees, because then, then it's not natural again. You know, Being an entrepreneur it. is not normal. It's not normal. Mm -hmm. So a person is not going to think, hey, 
Xavi uh, has given me $250. It's no way that she's going to give me $250 and not have her <laughs> own money. And not have a thousand dollars. And not have a thousand. <laughs> you see, it's so it's not, and, and it's like that because they would not do that. Right. And it's, it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just there's the entrepreneurs and there are not. So that you hit the nail on the head. Everybody's not that the mindset of an entrepreneur, you have to be, I don't know. You just have to think differently. It's like, okay, first things first, I know that if I step away, it provides a little bit more cash for the business. But the next conversation after that, I have to say was not the easiest um, because I have a family member that works with me, like I say, and my conversation with her was that, you know, actually, you're the biggest ticket item in this business. And right now, it's rough. And it's it's not that it was rough that day, but we have to be proactive. We have to know what we're going to be facing. Um, And we had a good conversation. I will say as well, her mindset was already to the point where by the time as the words, I'm going to need you to take a pay cut, came out of my mouth she was uh-huh. already saying yes wow and that's um, wow that's good yeah and so you know it's a situation where really she furloughed and off but it just so happened like i mentioned um there are always a number of things administratively that you need to catch up on that you're not doing and all of this and so it actually ended up working out in that particular situation because she's now able to do a work from home situation where she's dealing with a lot of things that are actually high priority items for us, things that we needed to Mm -hmm. get done. She's able to take those out of the box, out of the pressures of being in the store every day and needing to deal with customers and staff and this one calling sick. And so she, no one calls her. We're not, you know, we're not utilizing her in operation, but she gets to focus on those products those projects and so it's working out in a win-win but again I will say it's not just a normal reaction to say I was making x and now I'm gonna make less so I really do credit her for being able to see long term how we're gonna be able to deal with this as a business and you know really step up as a as a leader and your business model is actually shining in that moment because you said that you want people to figure out what it is they can do better and how they can think better. And by her understanding without you even having to explain, it just shows that your people skills and your ability to empower them gives them, I guess, better insights of business. It's definitely what I'm open for is what I aim for. Awesome, Wayne. Well, Wayne, we are happy again that you came on. I'm actually honored because you were able to open up a whole can of worms and and give our audience a, a better understanding of business from a different perspective because I've not really I've never heard it like this before. And so you you really were wow. a gem to me. Yeah, I've never heard honestly, I've never heard it explained. <laughs> in that manner before and so this is it's really good to hear different perspectives and that's why i really love i wanted to launch this show because you you can't only depend on your own perspective as an entrepreneur Definitely. and you have to be able to see 
through other lenses. And so thank you, Ween, for joining us. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we will be back with more stories from real entrepreneurs. Once again, this show is to inspire and to motivate, to challenge, and ensure that everybody is seen through the lenses of others. Thank you and have a great day.